Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, episode 264. I'm your host, The Most, Nick Nitro. And before we get into today's uh, topic, by the way, this is another GBG drive-by, though I'm not actually driving my car. I am uh, sitting in my uh, in my home here in D4K Studios. Um, a little quick shout-out to our sponsors. First off, UTMT.com, Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the fan-based webcomic written by yours truly and drawn by the amazingly talented Eric Webb, and any colors are provided by the equally amazing and super talented Cortland Brueger. You guys, it is uh, it is so much fun to write this comic. I have a blast doing it. I really hope that you get a chance to check it out. And the easiest way to do that is you can go to utmnt.com, and uh, again, check out the comic. You can start from the very first issue, which is really cool. Speaking of the first issue, as of the time I'm recording this, last night, which is September 3rd, we passed the funding requirements on Indiegogo. So we are getting a second printing of issue number one. Um, I please implore you that uh, this comes out, I think, right on the cusp of um, when the, the, the campaign ends. If you want to get a copy of the first issue, maybe even a drawing from Eric, and would like to, uh, there's a stretch goal. We have stretch goals. One of them is being that we put a brand new cover on the book. Then please, 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 go to our uh, utmnt.com and click on the Indiegogo link and uh, give us some love and support. Uh, it ends, I believe, September 16th. So uh, this will probably be coming a little close, but but please. Uh, take the time, check it out. We're so excited that we... Uh, so so even if you don't want the stretch goal, we're getting the book no matter what. Before it was, we got to have enough people to... It's like a pre-order. We have to have enough pre-orders to get the book. We now have enough pre-orders to get the book. We're, we're, we're gone. So um, please, if you get a chance, check that out. UTMNT.com. Our show is also sponsored by Pack Rat Comics. The... Eisner Award-winning comic book shop. Also, the Ohio Senate gave them a glowing, like, note or something like that that I've read. It's really freaking cool, you guys. It's so awesome. And Pack Rat is one of the best comic book shops I've ever been to in the world. Um, but, but no, also, these guys are really great. Um, I've never really met a comic shop or owners of a comic shop who make it so warm and inviting. Uh, not saying that, that there aren't other shops that try to do this as well, but every comic shop I go into, it's, it's dab, it's dark, it's cold, it's musty. Um, not Pack Rat. Pack Rat is you walk in, they instantly greet you, and it's all about you know how, 
how can is there anything like you want to get that you are interested in? Um, is your kids wanting to get into comic books, or do you want them to help them read, or what? Do you want to play board games? Or they have all this great stuff, and uh, it's phenomenal. Um, we'll get to pack. I'll actually have something uh, else to say about pack right here in a second, um, relating to the good, the bad, and the geeky. But uh, another uh, sponsor, I would say is the It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Go to www.itsallbeendoneradiohour.com and check out the show. I'm in the show, so if you guys... And Nathan is in the show, and it's written by our own Jimmy Daly, uh, or Jerome Wetzel, for those who are playing the game at home. This is such is such fun. Matter of fact, Samantha Stark, who was on our Christmas show last year, is also in it. Um, it is so much fun, you guys. Um... I really can't say how fun it is to do a show, and I really, oh, it's just so much fun. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. It's all been done, radio, radiohour.com. You can also try out to be it if you're in the local Ohio area, or we have someone driving from the state of Delaware. So if you are out of state and you want to do the show anyway, I mean, it, we, we have no money to pay the cast at this point, but... Uh, but yeah, it's so much fun. Please check it out. It's all been done radiohour.com. The podcasts start going up January. I don't know the exact date yet. It's to be determined. I think it's the first Friday or Saturday of, of January. But the live show is always, 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 always the second Saturday of every month at Pack Rat Comics. Two more to go. I know it's a lot. AudibleTrial.com forward slash GoodBadGeeky. AudibleTrial.com forward slash GoodBadGeeky. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. You know, please get, you know, oh, matter of fact, we had a listener a few weeks ago that signed up for, uh, signed up for the 14-day free trial and downloaded the audio version of the new Felicia Day book. Now here it's phenomenal. So now, like, that's maybe the book, and you, I, if, if I remember correctly, I have to check out the bylines, but you get a book, part of your membership every month. So say you don't get a book, you don't buy any books, you, you get a free audiobook every month as part of your subscription. So technically your subscription is paying for an audiobook a month. Pretty darn cool. So uh, last, last month I got a, a book on history that I'm, I'm sort of listening to on, on, in, as a companion to another podcast about World War I. It's really good, but you bet your sweet bippy that for September, I'm going to totally get the Felicia Day one. So again, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. And last but not least, I'm just going to say this once. Uh, our GBG app. We have an app. That's right. We have an app. We don't really plug it too much on here, but go to iTunes or if you're on Amazon, just look up uh, Good Bad Geeky app and it'll come up. It's a little outdated. We need to get some stuff updated on it. But for episodes that are fully recorded episodes, we have the unedited version and we have the edited version. The edited version is with openings like this, and the unedited ones uh, do not have that. Do not have that opening bit. Uh, so that way, you get right to the meat and potatoes of what's really going on. GBG drive-bys, not so much. Um, but you know, there you go. All right, so episode 264. So we have some actual show stuff to talk about first, and it just ties into Pack Rat Comics, which is starting with the October show. Starting with the October show. I don't have the date exactly on me. you think I'd be more prepared right now, and I apologize for that. But the second Saturday in, Saturday, uh, in October, after the It's All But Done Radio Hour, GBG will be doing another live show. As a matter of fact, we'll continue to do a live show 
at Packrat Comics every second Saturday of the month, unless noted otherwise. And we have, Jimmy and I sat down and talked, and we really think we have a good idea of what will make the show work in a live format, because the first live show we thought went really well. It was with me, John, Nathan, and Jimmy. The second one is, uh, you know, did an okay job. We had fun with it, but it could have, let's be honest, besides the Judge Jimmy bit, it, it could have been a little bit better. But again, it's a live and learn scenario, you know what I mean? And we had a lot of fun doing it, and so, and we liked having Gary on as John 2.0. So how do we, how do we make that work for a live setting? So we got some, we got some plans, we got some plans. So, Stay tuned, October, second Saturday of the month, we're going to be recording the show live, and so it'll probably go up the third or fourth Saturday of Friday or Saturday of the month. Um, the idea is, is that for sure, because uh, let's be honest, guys, this summer, I love my job, but my job has been really, I've been working about 650 to 60 hours a week. And then on top of that, you know, you got the normal hanging out with friends stuff. I'm now helping Jimmy. Uh, by doing this project, and I'm also doing new team and T. There's a lot of plates spinning, and sadly, the podcast has been one of the ones that, I, that some of the plates have been falling, and I don't like it. And I know some of you actually don't like it either. I actually had one listener who uh, uh, contacted me and let me know that it was not okay that uh, I, I had not given my thoughts on Ant Man and Jurassic World, and that's why I covered both of those. Matter of fact, I originally recorded it like a month and two months ago as another GBG drive-by and listened to it, and I was like, no, no, this isn't this isn't exciting enough. So I went back and re-recorded it. I never not think about the podcast. I always think about ways to improve the podcast. And if it has to be that the only episode we do a month is the live show, well, then so be it. But I don't like that, and I don't buy it. So um, the live show, though, is a definite way. A first shift, sh- uh, Jesus, Lord. Uh, for sure way of doing an episode every month, no ifs, ands, or buts, it's going to be done. So, we'll have more details on that. Check that out. We're also, uh, it might take up more than a few months just because money is super, super tight on my end, um, but we might redo the GBG website. Um, not might, it, it, it's, it's a plan. We're going to shoot to redo the entire GBG website. So, keep that in mind too. Um, we're trying to find ways to get it ready. And also, uh, GBG Presents, I think it's GB, uh, GBGPresentsPod.com uh, is also uh, maybe going to go through a, a reformation, if it were. So be ready for that. That's exciting. And because we're going to be relaunching with um, a Team and T podcast, which is really for the, it's really more for the patrons um, of uh, and supporters of you, Team and T. But it'll be, it'll be released on GBG Presents after the fact. So and we got some big things cooking here. We also got UTMT uh, coming along strong. So, yeah. Okay, enough about that. Let's talk about what I, what I wanted to talk about here today. So, and here is what that is. I've been seeing it blown up on social media. And look, I'm, I, I will never lie. I am a Spielberg... Uh, follower, and probably will be until the day I die, I love Steven Spielberg. 
I think he's a very wise man. I think he's an amazing director. He has an amazing eye for not just filmmaking, but for talent as well. And he surrounds himself with good people. It's a good thing to live to live by. Him and, and, and Bill Lawrence, to me, both incorporate that. Kevin Smith as well. Work with people you like working with. Don't spend time working with people you don't. <coughs> uh, I think it's pretty out there by now, but you know Spielberg does not like working and cannot stand working with Julia Roberts and said he would never work with her again. And that's after he went to great lengths to beef up her part and, and hook and really make it work for her. And you know he went out of his way because he, he appreciates talent. He likes to nurture talent. Instead, she was... Uh, more than you know, a pain in the in the in the bum. So, yeah. So again, I I love Spielberg. He I love his. My, one of my favorite movies ever is Jaws. It depends on how I feel and what movies come up at the moment. But it's I've always been a fan and always will continue to be a fan. Unless he like murders people, I don't really think I would ever uh, dislike Spielberg or his films. Um, and also, he just hasn't really made bad movies. Um, like, say what you will about AI. I love AI. Matter of fact, uh, maybe it's just because of my relationship with my mother, um, where it's gone back and forth. It, you know, um, now, let me be clear, we're, we're very cool now, but especially in high school, I just had a lot of difficulty um, trying to communicate and communicate well and be understood, and vice versa, by the way. It, it's, not, it's not all my mom's fault. It's a little bit on me, too. Um, we're both very, we're both, both very much alike, and as such, you know, that you know, means we butt heads a lot, uh, especially back then. Not barely at all now. But, um, so still, I related to that movie on such a deep level. A lot of people hate that movie. And also, I love the storytelling. Like, he doesn't tell you, hey, everybody, one plus one equals two, but if you add two more, you get four. That last bit about the robots, he doesn't really tell you. It's, it's, it's very sort of hidden in there, but... So the big thing that's been hanging with social media this last few weeks is that Spielberg says superhero movies are going to die. He hates superhero movies, and and I I don't. And if you read the comments, even out of context, which is how people are promoting them in the tagline, it's getting it's clickbait. It's completely fucking clickbait, and I hate it. I hate it so goddamn much. I fucking hate this goddamn clickbait. It's it's just for the birds. You know what I mean? The only problem is that sometimes I fall for it. Matter of fact, when I re saw that, I was like, holy shit, Spielberg said, well, I'm a superhero fan. Does that mean that Spielberg you know, doesn't validate my existence as a superhero fan? And I read it, and it's like, oh, no, he's fucking right. Sorry about that. Um, there's a breaking audio because I got a phone call. I'm recording this on my phone. And, uh, yeah, I am so sorry about that. So, where was I? Oh, yeah, like, people are just getting up up in arms. Oh, he's saying the superhero culture is dead and all this. So, let us read the quote and put it into context. Get it away from the clickbait, okay? Do you, does he feel superhero movies are going, are going to die? Does he still feel that way? His response, I still feel that way, says Spielberg. We were around when the Western died, and there will be a time when the superhero movie goes the way of the Western. It doesn't mean there won't be another occasion where the Western comes back and the superhero movie someday returns. Of course, right now, the superhero movie is alive and thriving. I'm only saying that these cycles have a finite time in popular culture. There will come a day where the mythological stories are supplanted by some other genre that possibly some young filmmaker is just thinking about discovering for all of us. Fascinating and so true. So true. 
the movie Toy Story is about this very thing. It's about this very thing. Right? So, Toy Story is about the Western and when the space age sort of comes and takes it over. That's how, that's how, the, that's how it's about. When John Lasseter grew up and everyone grew up around that time period, when you were younger, you wanted to be a cowboy. You know what I mean? You wanted to be a cowboy. You wanted, you know, to shoot the bad guy at the OK Corral and have a duel, right? And then, and then, Sputnik happens. The Russian arms race, all that, and the Cuban arms race, and all that other stuff, you know, the Cold War. All this stuff happens where now it's all about who's being more technologically savvy. And one of the things that includes being technologically savvy is putting a man up on the moon. Who's going to get there first? What's going to happen? And then you realize that it's all about the spaceman. Shows like Star Trek, Star Wars, which is granted is like 20 years later, or almost 20 years later. But you get the idea that, that the spaceman is now the new thing. Now, throwing this out there, I remember one genre that was really only seemed to hit in the 70s and then lasted maybe until 83 or so, was the genre disaster movie. The genre disaster movie. That was a cycle. It was a cycle. Where, uh, it, it, where in fact, Airplane was sort of making fun of that. These genre disaster movies. I think uh, there was a movie called Airport 77, if I'm remembered properly. That's what Airplane's making fun of. I think it actually stars, stars Charleston Heston, if I'm incorrect on that. But, um, I mean, that's something that is really, like, super cool, you know what I mean? That you really have to see that Hollywood, the pop culture zeitgeist, goes in cycles. That's all it is, is cycles. He's not saying that he wants the movie to die. He, matter of fact, Spielberg has said before he loves westerns. He likes doing, matter of fact, some of his movies have odes to spaghetti westerns and other westerns. He's produced westerns. I don't think that that at all implies that... Now, Grant, is the superhero movie for him as a filmmaker? Probably not. He has nothing to say with that. Matter of fact, to him, his superhero movies are movies like Jurassic Park and, and other... Matter of fact, you could tell he has a real love and appreciation for superheroes by just watching scenes in some of his movies. Because, remember, Spielberg's all about the childlike wonder. The wonderment of being a child. That's Spielberg's M.O. to a T. Now, late in the last few years, his movies have tried to get away from that, but there's still that childlike wonder that sort of accompanies that. And you can't, you can't avoid that. So, the fact that people are saying, Spielberg hates superhero movies, that, that's not at all... That's not at all... It just pisses me off so much because... Not just because I'm a fan of the man, but they're misconstruing exactly what he's saying. He's just saying at some point, all good things must come to an end. And someday, it'll come to an end. Right? The blockbuster, even, could go away. You know what I mean? It could go away. And it doesn't feel like it's going to be going away, but Spielberg, and he's been quoted, and a lot of people don't agree with him on this, but he says that the blockbuster could ruin Hollywood, and I am on the fence on that one. I feel, I agree with it, especially the way that Hollywood is. If For those who don't know, Hollywood only cares about making big blockbuster movies. Well, what are big blockbuster movies right now? Superhero movies, genre movies, movies that have a trilogy in them, like The Hunger Games, Harry Potter, if 
you have 10 books in a series, guess what? They want to make your book into a movie because it's franchise potential. They want to make that money, right? That's what it's about. Now, there are some studios, say what you will about them, in Hollywood, you know, Pixar, for example, they realize that they have to do a few sequels and then do their original content. I loved the shit out of Inside Out. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. But you know what? They, they had to make Monsters University and, get, and keep money coming in for them to do, you know, Monsters, you know, Inside Out. They had to do Monsters University. And also, not all sequels can be winners. Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 2 are rare exceptions of the fact that you can make a good movie make a good sequel. So Spielberg has been known to, to say sort of controversial things about, and, and the thing is, Martin Scorsese, George Lucas, these guys agree with him. Now, say we will about Lucas's intentions as a filmmaker in terms of money and all that stuff. I agree with you, and I'm really sorry. But, uh, George, uh, you're an idiot. Uh, you don't write a good story. You can't write a good script. You can might maybe write a good story, but you can't direct actors, you can't write a good script. And I'm so sorry. I agree with anyone who says that. And I think the evidence of the first three Star Wars movies, episodes one through three, are a good example and proof of that. I digress. Lucas, though, has a good mind for talent, as well as Spielberg and Scorsese, and has a good mind for film preservation and the future of filmmaking. He created ILM. you got to give the boys some credit there. So when him, Scorsese, and Spielberg say, hey, you know, we feel that the blockbuster movie is hurting Hollywood. There's not a chance for little films. Like, and I believe this, I think this is what happens. Scorsese was saying that he was trying to put a film together, very limited budget, and it felt, it, he had a lot of difficulty getting it, you know, funded, because Hollywood is only looking for that, right? And of course, it's just like, no. I'm Scorsese, Scorsese of all people. And I think he eventually found the money anyway, but it, it, if I remember correctly, I think that's what sort of spawned the, the conversation about that, is, is, you know, when those guys have a problem finding funding for their movie, that's when you know that Hollywood has a completely different mindset of what's going on. Now, I, I can understand maybe Lucas, but the other guys? Whoa. Not to say it doesn't happen. Sometimes studios go on like, I want to make this movie for $30 million, and Spielberg's like, I need 35, and they can't work it out, and that happens too. But, yeah, whoa. Anyway. So, he's not been unknown to make controversial things like that before. So him saying this now actually sort of ties into that, but he's not being cruel to the superhero movie. He's not being cruel at all. Matter of fact, I sort of agree with that. At some point, the superhero movie, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to crash and burn, right? And again, that's okay. Okay? That is completely okay. I remember when American Pie came out, it sort of kick-started the dirty rated R comedy from being mainstream hits. Let's be honest. We don't really have a lot of rated R comedy since, actually any, in my opinion, since Porky's. That were huge hits. I'm talking about filthy, filthy... Let's, I look, I like that kind of humor, but sex-related kind of humor, drug-related humor, that's American Pie. But since then, we've seen every probably five years 
a big rated R comedy hit. That was that hasn't really been happening since Porky's in '81. See, it's all about cycles. Right now, this is a, a cycle that hit, right? And they're they're trying now not to say that there aren't other radar companies that tried it. Some of them are now cult films like uh, Bachelor Party. I mean, come on, Bachelor Party. Some of those films are are now cult hits, but they weren't hits. But now I'm talking about every f few years or so we get a hit. Trainwreck, for example, is a modest hit for Judd Apatow and Amy Schumer. You have the Forty Year Old Virgin. You have you have these movies that are modest modest successes where before they they weren't any at all. They had to bomb, go on home video, make their money back, and then keep surging through. Like the Big Lebowski is a good example where technically it is now considered a hit. At the time, a huge bomb. A huge bomb. Now, granted, I don't really consider it to be the same kind of thing. It's a, it's a Coen Brothers movie. They exist in a world and a land of their own. But yet, same kind of thing. There's cycles to these things. So, people, don't get all pissy about Steven Spielberg saying that, you know, read the article and judge for yourself. I feel like in today's climate, though, kids today are a big part of it. Sorry, this is the part where I say, get off my lawn, motherfuckers. Hmm? Mm, get off my lawn, and do say that. But that just really pisses me off. It doesn't matter if it was Spielberg or not who said that. I would have come to their defense because, quite frankly, they're correct. It might not be for another 50 years that the superhero movie goes out of whack. Okay, let's, let's be honest. It could be another 50 years. It could be 100 years. But guess what? At some point, it's not going to be gravy anymore. It's just not going to be gravy. You know what I mean? That means that the superhero movie maybe not be as a huge hit. Hollywood will, will find something else. Maybe not a sci-fi genre. Maybe, maybe it'll be the romantic comedy uh, saga. Remember, those were a, they had a big cycle in the 90s, too. It's like boy bands. Boy bands were really... The Beatles technically could be considered... Now, I don't have any really thing to back this up, but if you think about it, the Beatles started off as a boy band. Ooh, you know, and the girls loved them. They merchandised them like mad. And then the boys grew up... Okay, they smoked a lot of uh, dope and other stuff. And they grew up, and then the fans grew up with them. And if you think about it, it's the same thing happened again with the Partridge family and other groups like that in the 70s. And then in the late 80s, it was New Kids on the Block. It's almost like every 10 years or so, there is a boy band or a, 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 you know, a pop star that matches that. Let's be honest. Right now, it, it's going to be, uh, in my opinion, it's going to be a mixture... Uh, of Miley Ray Cyrus, Britney Spears, not Britney Spears, Britney Spears is already at that level. She's already at that level. You know what I mean? Where she's considered to be, you know, pop royalty, just like NSYNC, just like Backstreet Boys, just like New Kids on the Block, Boys to Men. These are all groups that sort of, you know, well, Boys to Men start, is a different story as well, but, but the nostalgia kicks in, and you realize that every 10 years or so, there's a cycle. It's the same kind of thing here. Okay, I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. It's a cycle with a cycle with a cycle. So you get the point. So think about that for a second. If you have any thoughts on this, tweet us at GoodBadGeeky or email us at GoodBadGeeky at gmail.com. Uh, if you disagree with that, if you think if you took that as Spielberg is saying that movies are dead, then please let, let me know. We'll read it on the next episode or two. Or we might even read it during the live show. We might do a live mailbag day. Don't know. That's one of the whole things is we're thinking about doing like the last 15 minutes will be like a bit, a sketch, or uh, maybe a musical performance from a local artist. We're, we're still working on that part, but we might do Mailbag Day. So, goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts 
on what Stephen said and, and much more. Matter of fact, we're going to try to link to the article in the show notes. So, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what song is that?